Hello, hello. You are tuning into a brand new episode of Tide Pod. And today, y'all don't even know how excited I am because we're not joined by a regular guest. No, all of our guests are fantastic. But today's guest is a member of the Team Tie, and I am so, so, so excited for you guys to meet her. So without further ado, I would love to introduce you to Evelyn Gillard, who is the Team Dynamics intern, one of the two that are currently a part of Team Tie. She does so much work actually for Pod behind the scenes. And honestly, as she was preparing some material for the podcast, she and I just had this revelation that it would be much better delivered through a conversation because the topic today is so personal and core to her own philosophy as just a professional, someone who is in the entrepreneurship sphere. And we just decided we had to talk about it. Hello, my friend, it's Tiana Tai, Team Dynamics Consultant and Trained Industrial Organizational Psychologist, helping you to become a better leader than your last boss. And right now, you are tuning in to the go-to podcast for entrepreneurs building and leading teams, hiring, onboarding, management, or maybe you just want some general advice about building your business. Well, let me assure you, you are in the right place. So go ahead, crack open a fresh notebook because you are listening to Tipod. Today's episode is brought to you by ClickUp. Now look, there are a lot of project management systems out there, and this is a question that I get pretty much on a weekly basis. Which system should I choose? Now, you know my belief, your system is highly dependent on how you work and how your team works best. However, I am not shy about sharing my favorite of the bunch. It's ClickUp. When it comes to daily team management, I have personally found that ClickUp provides everything you need. My team uses ClickUp for just task management, to house our headquarter resources, and for ongoing communication. I highly recommend it if you have a team, and guess what? It couldn't be easier or better. You can go to tianatai.com slash ClickUp and get 50% off of your very first year. I'm telling you, 50% off. Just head to www.tianatai.com slash ClickUp to snag that today. So without further ado, Evelyn, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the community that needs to know who you are because you've been working your tail off for them behind the scenes. Hi, so I'm Evelyn Gillard. Um, I am currently a graduate student at Capella University. I am in my second year. Fingers crossed I will be graduating in May. Cannot wait to fully and finally be an IO psychologist. I love this field so, so much. And I am so grateful and glad that not only do I get to be here on Tipod, because I've been behind the scenes this whole time, you know, researching and writing blog posts for the lovely Tiana. But today I actually get to be involved more and actually present and talk with all of you and Tiana today. I am so excited for this, Evelyn. It was like, I, I remember when you pitched this topic and today, let, let me just let y'all in on the tea. We're going to talk a lot about authenticity and bringing your authentic self to the table when it comes to who you show up to at work, right? Because we all know nine times out of 10, especially if 
we come from corporate or come from just a work culture that doesn't really celebrate authenticity, it's draining and it feels kind of like we're wearing a mask and we'll get into all of those things. But when Evelyn brought this topic to me, we thought about doing it like the regular, you know, Tiana goes on solo, teaches about the topic, gives some examples, keeps it pushing. We thought that's what today was going to be. But the deeper she and I went, the more I could tell that this topic was going to be served by allowing Evelyn to share her greatness and her own perspective on what bringing your authentic self to the table really means, not only from her personal journey, but also from her perspective as you look, it's coming, it's coming real soon, a fellow IO psychologist, right? So Evelyn, I kind of want to just dive on in. I'm curious to hear from you. What about the topic of authenticity of all things? Why does it matter so much to you? And how does it like really tie into your story? So authenticity for me means everything. I have been working since I was 14 years old. So I have experienced quite a lot in the field of working, especially in entry level roles. But I've worked for small businesses all the way up to large businesses And authenticity for me, it's really the deciding factor on whether or not I want to stay. Mm. You know, there's a lot that goes into whether or not people, individuals want to work for a certain company. And one of those key things for me is whether or not I can be my authentic self. If I cannot be true to me, then I mean, what's the point? You know, if you're not feeling involved as your most true self, then you'll feel like you're wearing a mask. And who wants to do that? I'm curious. I agree, first of all, but I'm curious from your perspective, what elements of like being able, being able to show up as yourself, like what does that look like? Are we talking about like physical appearance, personality, like break it down for us. So it's all of the above. I choose D. Um, So, you know, a lot of it reminds me of my first job that I ever had. Working at a company called Cliffs Air Conditioning and Heating, I actually worked there for nine years. Wow. So almost a decade. And I started working when I was 14 years old. I was able to dye my hair almost every single color of the rainbow. (laughs) I was able to dress how I would like to dress in my own style. Of course, it changed the years. Thank goodness. And (laughs) I was also able to like get piercings in my face. And that is something that I had wanted to do at that time. But it goes so much more than just appearance when you're talking about being authentic. Because I was actually able to sit down on multiple occasions throughout my nine years of working there with the owner of the company. His name is actually Jeff Eisman. And I was able to speak with him about politics, about religion about um, what's going on in the world. And we're talking about a 14-year-old and somebody who's in their 40s, you know. So there's a huge difference of experience there. But he was able to sit down with me, take that time out of his day for us just to have an open and honest conversation. Did we agree? Absolutely not. (laughs) But I was given that opportunity. And, you know, since that job, I have not really been able to do that since. So I'm always looking for 
kind of like a place where I can go back to that because that is the job that I have probably loved the most and why I stayed there for so long. And it was because I was able to be my most authentic self. It wasn't about the work. It was because I got to be me. I get that. I definitely get that. I feel like in my own experience, the environments where I was able to be more so myself were the ones that I stuck around for the longest. And to be honest, I don't know that any of them let me fully be me. And sometimes it's kind of interesting because I feel like sometimes it's very explicit, right? It's don't wear your hair this way. Don't wear your hair that way. You're not allowed to do this, 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 and that. But sometimes it's kind of subtle and it's like the undertones and the messaging and the things that go unsaid. You know what I mean? I'm curious if you have a perspective for that. Like, let's take this first job, the one that made such a big impact on you and like really made you feel committed to pursuing other jobs that really promoted authenticity. For that boss in particular, was that something that he would like explicitly say out loud or was it more so just like in the way he showed up with the actions that he took and the way he was behaving? I'm curious. So it's not something that he said out loud. Mm -hmm. Um, It is something that was just part of the company culture. You were able to be yourself, you know, and he demonstrated that through how he behaved, how he interacted with his employees And, you know, having like an open door policy um, for his employees. And I feel like that he was just really there for me, you know, and it really like developed a sense of loyalty for him because I knew that he always had my back as well as the office manager. So I just felt surrounded by support and, you know, you always want to be surrounded by people who want to see you be successful. You know, so when I left the company, um, they were thrilled for me. You know, they were like, of course, go off, you know, do what you got to do. Go to college, (laughs) get a degree, um, make more money. (laughs) Yep. I love that support. (laughs) Yeah. So it was very much in how he presented himself and how he acted with his employees. Mm, Love it. It's interesting, though, because sometimes, you know, some some people do core values, what have you. We can be explicit about things. But at the end of the day, you bring up a really good point because it's about the way that you show up. It's about the behavior. It's about the actions. It's about, you know, when someone says something, does their boss yell at them or does their boss turn it into a, a conversation or a teachable moment or whatever's appropriate at that time? Right. So I feel like that's what you're really getting to here. And I love that. I am curious though. Let's let's keep it real. Let's keep it a little spicy. I'm okay. Really, I'm really curious. Was there ever in that particular office? Was there ever a time where the authenticity, the culture of authenticity, kind of bit y'all in the butt? Like, was there ever any clashes or anything like that? Because earlier you mentioned you guys would bring up like politics and religion and have really open conversations about stuff like that. For me personally, um, when I was able to talk about politics and religion with him, um, I don't think it ever bit me in the butt. You yeah. know, it was very much open. He disagreed, disagreed on a <laughs> lot of things, but it was never hostile. It was never, I'm right, you're wrong. 
um, I'm older, you don't know anything, mm-hmm. you know, it was nothing like that. Did he probably think that? Of course. <laughs> um, but it was never said to me in like a hostile manner like that. I was very much able to think what I believed um, and to do what I believed. Um, so with him, it was just always an open discussion about politics. So I don't think it ever bit me in the butt. That's really nice. I love to hear that. And I think people would be curious just to hear us talk a little bit about our perspectives on where the boundaries are within this, right? Because even as we're having this conversation, like we got, again, we got to keep it real. So depending on the types of people on your team, the diversity within your team, you know, like I always encourage diversity, but with diversity, it's not just diversity in race and age, it's diversity all across the board. And that causes diversity of thought, which is something that you just brought up where it's like, mm, we we were open, but we didn't agree on a lot of stuff. Like there's diversity yeah. <laughs> out there, you know what I mean? And I'm curious if you have a perspective around, you know, just based on the research and your own lived experiences in your career thus far, where the boundaries exist in regards to showing up and being your authentic self. Oh, that's a really tough question. That's a deep one. That's I a deep one. Yeah. Oh, goodness. We, we'll dialogue about it. Come on, give it to me. <laughs> so I think setting boundaries is always going to be hard to like put that line in the sand about boundaries, especially regarding work. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think I would just have to say regarding boundaries that it really depends on who your team is. I think that will determine where that boundary is set because you need to know who is on your team and what they're like. Because, for example, if I had somebody who we did disagree, but they were hostile, mean, told me that I was stupid, you know, I'm not going to have those conversations with you because I don't want to have um, that type of negative feedback onto me. So I think the boundary line moves depending on who you are surrounded by. So it's definitely a hard, con- a hard, I'm sorry, a hard line to determine, but it really, I think it just depends. And that is such an idle answer, it's, I just have to say. It, it depends is like our slogan. It depends. <laughs> when is it time to hire? Well, it depends. How do I know <laughs> I have enough money to do it? It depends. People hate me because I'm always like, it depends, guys. Um, I agree with you 110% and everybody's going to hate us, but it does depend. And I think what you just brought up, like the actual makeup of the team, the dynamics that exist within the team, all of those things are truly going to impact to what degree people are comfortable to show up as their authentic selves and and the way that's going to go over depending on the severity of the conversation. You know what I'm saying? What that just brought to mind for me is that concept of psychological safety, Evelyn. You know, you know, you see where I'm going with this in regards to if you know the people that exist on your team and you understand the dynamics that happen, not just between you and the team members, but between the team members themselves, right? It's really up to you to assess whether there is psychological safety within that team. And I don't have, you know, my textbook next to me in my notes, but essentially psychological safety is what it sounds like. It's about people feeling 
comfortable within their environment to share things and, you know, share beliefs and different elements to about who they are without fear of retribution or without fear of judgment or being attacked. You know what I'm saying? Evelyn, I'm so curious, like, does that strike a chord with you when I say that? Because I feel like in those past jobs, you've kind of had that feeling of, no, I'm, I'm safe here. I can say this. It really does strike a chord with me because, you know, I haven't had that. It's, I haven't really had that experience since not on a whole organizational scale, I'll say, Mm -hmm. because, you know, he was the owner, so it was okay. But, you know, if you're in a different company, you might be able to do that with like one to three other like team members, but you won't be able to do that across the whole company. And with the psychological safety, I feel like, you know, the owners, the CEOs are really the ones who put that into place because it's always top down. So you set the scene of what's okay and what's not within your own company. Yep. You girl, you tell them, you, you tell these leaders, Evelyn just called y'all out. If you Ah. didn't catch it, I will reiterate for her. It is up to you. The phrase that we always use in IO and like uh, org management is the tone is set at the top. And what that means in a nutshell is exactly what Evelyn just said. When it comes to establishing trust with our teams, making sure there's psychological safety, those two things will help facilitate the ability for your team members to be authentic. But if you as the CEO aren't making sure that people can trust one another and they feel you know, seen, heard, and safe to be themselves, they won't be themselves. They can't because there is that fear of retribution or my boss is going to judge me or they're going to think something of me or, you know, this is going to get me in trouble. They're going to, you know, slowly but surely try to excommunicate me from the pack if they find this out, so on and so forth, right? It's, girl, Evelyn, yes. It literally (laughs) is up to y'all to set that standard. So with that in mind, and Evelyn, I know we had like our notes about what we're going to talk about, but we're rolling with this now. So with that in mind, I'm super curious about different ways that you believe and you've seen via like research and again, your personal experience, how leaders can start to help establish things like trust and psychological safety. For me, communication, I keep saying for me, but since we're talking about my own experiences, um, I think it really all depends on communication. Mm. That is how you are going to establish that psychological safety and how you're going to be able to set authenticity into place. Communicate, communicate, communicate. You need to communicate with your teams and you need to really communicate with yourself. What do you think authenticity should look like within your company? Is that something that you think about? Um, Because as we just mentioned, it all starts with you. Let me jump in then, because I, okay. I hear I hear what you're saying, and I have something to throw a wrench in it for you. Okay. You said communicate, communicate, communicate. I agree. But virtual business owners have less of an opportunity to communicate with their teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all know this to be true, is when you run an online business and you have a team that's working remote. We don't necessarily have those opportunities to like 
run in to just walk by your office, run into each other as we're grabbing a cup of coffee or our lunch and just chit chat and catch up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Evelyn, I know being on my team, although you're not an employee yet, nudge, nudge, (laughs) you're an intern right now. I'm really curious, just like from your own perspective, one, the ways that we have fostered communication as a team and what do, excuse me, what do those little experiences I'm pulling from like what we've actually done as a team, but having the murder mystery party, like actually taking a couple of minutes during our meetings just to like check in with each other, cheering each other on for other opportunities. Are those examples of like how we can communicate virtually and give us ideas for better things we could be doing? Let's make this a live brainstorm. Y'all are getting behind okay. the scenes. <laughs> I definitely think those that we have done at Team Thai have all been great ways that we have communicated with each other through the murder mystery party, which I absolutely loved, by the way. I actually won one of the gift cards, which was amazing. (laughs) And so that was absolutely wonderful. But uh, one thing that I really enjoy that we do at Team Thai, since you said that we, you know, owners, business owners, CEOs don't have a lot of time you know, to talk with one another in that way. I love that we actually will take like the first five minutes or so and just be like, how are you? Mm-hmm. How was your day? You know, what are you up to? Like Tiana is always asking me about other things that I'm doing um, because I am one business, business lady. So I am always, you know, doing my best for team tie, working with schools. She's in the future wants to help me with my thesis. Um, you know, I'm also on Blacks and IO site, you know, all of these different things that I'm currently doing. And she asks me about those and how she can actually support me in my career development. And that way I'll be able to be the best IO psychologist that I can be her support and just asking me how I'm doing. Well, (laughs) first of all, my heart. But I love, I'm really excited about what you said because it, it does touch on the fact that, you know, you said communicate, 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 but this isn't all business communication. It's not, you know, just the meetings. It's not over communicating about the tasks that need to be done. It's more so like the things that we're talking about right now. Those are those more human Exactly. Elements of communication. Those are the things that actually build relationship. And I think something that business owners especially often miss is, yeah, we can say we want to have trust and psychological safety. Who do you trust that you don't have a relationship with? Who in the world would you tell a secret to if you guys haven't established some sort of bond and connection, right? And I feel like that's kind of what we're getting at here, which is yeah, it's communication, but it's communication for a purpose. It's communication to actually build relationship outside of, hey, Evelyn, it's Monday. Do you have that, uh, you know, your podcast pitch for this week? Thank you. Okay, bye. Check mark on ClickUp. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like so many online business owners, we fall into just being so transactional with our communication. It's always about work. And we have to do what you're saying and like take the opportunity to Talk about other things. 100%. I definitely agree with that. And I'm glad that we do that because this is actually, before anything else, you were my first online virtual internship. So I feel like I'm learning so much 
that I'm then able to take other places, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just collecting all of these different skills and resources that I'll then be able to use, you know, with you or with them. It goes both ways. So g- going back to the brainstorming with the communication, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, one thing that I think would be really great for CEOs to do would be just daily check-ins. You know, it doesn't even have to be a full conversation if you don't have the time. But I think a little bit of effort does really go a long way because it's the thought behind it that counts as long as you're being genuine. You know, Mm -hmm. don't just send out the little email or the text message to do that little check. Okay, I asked how her day was. I'm Done. done. That's it. Done. But if it's genuine, even if it is just a little, you know, email or whatever it may be, I think it really does go a long way because it shows that you care and it goes back to that human element as well. That's a very valid point, like for sure. And I'm just thinking about the different ways that leaders could do this. It doesn't have to be complicated, like you said. It could be an email, a text message. If you guys communicate, I know a lot of teams in the online space communicate via Slack, right? Or even a Voxer group chat. We're just like, hey, everyone, good morning. Hey, Ev, what's going on? Hope you're having a good day. Or, mm-hmm. you know, even even less formal than that on Instagram. Sometimes we watch each other's stories and it's like, oh, that's so cute. Just again, those little touch points where it's like, I see that you're alive and I see you and I appreciate you. So I'm just being a human and communicating with you. Yeah. And not only that, but like, I am constantly talking to Tiana about like what she's posting on her Instagram and be like, Hey, I saw you went, you know, to the conference. I saw that you did this or that. And I'm like, that looks really cool. Can you tell me more about that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, Tiana has really done that for me as well. And I know that you have liked a couple of my Instagram posts that I have posted on there and, you know, just showed like or commented about what I'm doing, which is always very appreciative. Well, we just like each other. What can we say, right? <laughs> Definitely. And I, I guess, think it really oh, goes go back. Oh, sorry. <laughs> go ahead. I was going to say, I think it really goes back to, you know, with those communications on Instagram, because that's how we met. That's how we know each other. Um, that also goes back to authenticity because I'm constantly posting about my cats, mm-hmm. what I'm doing with my boyfriends, you know, different things that are going on in my life. And that's how I'm being authentic. Love it. Oh my goodness. I've got to take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. TiePod would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. It's funny. I actually told my husband the other day, maybe the other week, but I was talking to him about the fact that I really like that I follow you guys on Instagram. Because it's kind of like, you know, even knowing someone from high school, when you follow them on Instagram, you feel like you're at least up to date from a Mm -hmm. big picture perspective on like what's going on in their lives. And that is a little piece of it where it's like, oh yeah, I did learn that Evelyn had a cat or a boyfriend or someone just had a birthday 
because at the very least, I'm tuned in via Instagram, as silly as that sounds. But some of those things are true. And they just like prompt you to reach out and like send a quick message like, oh, my God, say happy birthday to him or whatever. Speaking I feel of, you. Speaking of birthdays, my birthday is actually this month and it's on a February 25th. So, you know, just thought I'd throw that out there real quick. Just thought we're going to party it up now. I guess see what day <laughs> of the week that is because we got to get ready for that. Hold up. Exactly. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh, man. So before we wrap up, I'm curious if there's anything else that you like wish I would have asked you. Any final thoughts around just being authentic and building a culture that really fosters authenticity for these CEOs who, again, we have the power as CEOs so we can build these cultures. Any final thoughts? So my final thoughts, um, one thing that I'm definitely going to touch on since we definitely work in more of a virtual space is that we do have to acknowledge that there is a difference between virtual authenticity and in-person authenticity. Um, Because for virtual, the culture, I feel like it's much more relaxed rather than an in-person, you know, you're definitely not in a suit and tie. You know that Tiana hates corporate culture whatsoever. But one thing that I definitely realized through my research and also just being in all of these different teams virtually, because that's how I'm doing everything. Thanks, COVID. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Is, you know, you only get a small portion of somebody through a screen. You don't see me, you know, when I'm at my high, when I'm at my lows, you see what I want you to see. I actually turned my desk around. So that way, you know, my screen back here would be completely blank because every single time I have a meeting with Tiana, she always sees my bedroom in the background. And I'm like, "Mm, maybe I'll turn it around this time. I didn't even realize you did that. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you only see what I want you to see in virtual teams. Mm -hmm. And that really goes with being authentic. That just made me think about this in a different way. And I'm really glad you brought that up. Because to me, the fact that it, I mean, it's like Instagram, it's curated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, you see what we want you to see. And so I think that that further promotes this idea of building in intentional time to connect with your team members that is outside of the normal meeting. So like the five minutes at the beginning of our meetings where we connect and chat and whatever, fantastic. But as Evelyn said, we already only get such a small piece of one another what you just said really like brought it back to my heart that we need more than that because we're already at a disadvantage being online remote-based teams, right? And I don't even know what episode this is. I will link it in the show notes, but the episode on TIPOD in relation to team retreats, that is one of the main reasons why I tell online business owners, I want you to get together once a year, period, guys. And people fight me on it. Now it's COVID. So who knows? You know what I'm saying? We can all get tested together and then like quarantine <laughs> afterward. But it's really, really that crucial because what Evelyn is saying is so true. It's like we are at a disadvantage and we are slightly disconnected irregardless, no matter all of the great things that we can recommend for you to do. Y'all know we put out another episode all about different team building activities you can do virtually. Those are fantastic. But guess what? It's still not the same as being in person. Unfortunately, nothing is the same as being in person because we're human beings and we're made to be in person. 
wow, life changing, right? <laughs> but I'm really glad that you brought that up, though, because there, that's the edge of reality to this, which is it's great. All the things we do are really great. But no matter what, it's still kind of curated because you don't see me, you know, at 9 p.m., which one day when we do our team retreat, you will. And all, okay. all my bedtime glory. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Honestly, it kind of sometimes, you know, can almost feel like a job interview mm, in some aspects. More. Because, you know, with job interviews, um, you're always putting your best self forward. You're putting um, your best foot forward. You always want to see, you want others to see you in a positive light, no matter what. So you don't see me when I'm frustrated. When I'm like, mm, I can't find any research for this article. I can't find any research for this topic. You know, so whenever I'm with you, I'm always happy, smiling. Yeah. And of course I am, but you don't see me when I'm at my low. So it does, in a way, can feel like a job interview. And I think that we should really break that down because I don't know about y'all, but job interviews are scary. Yeah. And you don't want to feel like that all of the time when you're on a team because you want to eventually get comfortable so you can be your authentic self. That's so true. And what that just brought up for me is this truth that I've witnessed in the teams that I've been helping anyways, which is especially when there are new team members added or if the team is just new from creation, I guess I would say, is the faster that you can get people in the room together the more you can break that down quickly, right? Because what Evelyn is describing, first of all, totally valid, everything you just said. And what she's describing is something that when you continue just to be on virtual, it's going to take a while to break it down. Like we've been working together for a number of months as a team, and there are still different layers to each other that we've never seen. Because Again, when you're virtual, you only have so many opportunities to really break down those barriers, get underneath those layers, get to know each other on a deeper level. So what I would say to that is one, if you have the ability to, when you are hiring new team members onto your team, if you can conduct orientation in person, that would be life-changing, FYI. Like they will be onboarded to the team and to the culture much faster. I understand it's not possible for everybody, but I've seen, you know, my mentor, Jenna Kutcher, she does that. Typically when she's bringing someone onto the team, she flies them in for an in-person orientation. Obviously that needs the, we have to have the prerequisite of having the resources and, you know, the timelines matching up to be able to make that happen. But there is a strategic re reason that that's happening. And that's happening again because of culture, because of data transfer, knowledge transfer. All of it just happens much more seamlessly in person. Now, if that's not possible, I stand by what I just said, which is have the dang on team retreat sooner rather than later. Again, if it's feasible for you, go back and listen to the episode on team retreats, because first of all, I don't want y'all to say that's too big of a deal. I can't afford it. There are references and resources in there that will break down for you how you can do so affordably if that's what you need to do, okay? I'm just saying. Me and Evelyn are just saying. Evelyn, <laughs> you on the same page here. We sure are. Can't wait for hours. Yes. Like there's, there's work that can be done virtually, but there is work that has to be done in person. And I feel like that's the heart of what we're getting at here. 
step off of the high horse that Evelyn put me on, stepping down. Okay. (laughs) All right, Evelyn. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like this was a very honest and very engaging conversation. And I really, really enjoyed it because one, I think that it's probably going to be interesting for people just to hear how you and I communicate. But Mm -hmm. two, your perspective around this just again, coming from not only the research, but also personal experience. I just think it's such a valuable perspective that you bring to the table. So thank you for joining us and sharing this with us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me on today. I have loved it. If you ever want me again on Tidepod, wink, wink, you know where to find me. (laughs) I sure do. Usually (laughs) behind the screen doing the research. (laughs) So Evelyn, before I let you go, why don't you tell people, I don't know which platforms you prefer, but tell people where they can connect with you if they want to, you know, shoot you a message and be like, solidarity, I agree. Or even if they just have a follow-up question for you. So you can definitely find me on LinkedIn. I'm there almost every single day. And you can just type in my name, Evelyn Gillard. Or of course, you can find me on Instagram where I go by Gillard IO Psych. And I am active on there as well. Thank you. They're going to find you, ma'am. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. It was phenomenal. Thank you so much for having me on today, Tiana. 